second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. So, You know, this is this is talking about Jeter, uh, uh, Peter being restored by Jesus. You know, he denied him three times. Um, you know, sometimes humans, they don't give you but one chance to mess up and they're done with you, right? So Peter denies Jesus three times. And instead of Jesus uh, shaming him for it, uh, instead of him just casting him to the side and not using him anymore, um, he restores him. So, as I'm reading this, God puts on my mind a couple of questions here. Do you ever wonder... At what point will I figure out life? At what point will I know my purpose? When will I quit doing stupid things? Right? I mean, is that what Peter done? At what point in my life am I going to, as his brother's been preaching, at what point in my life am I going to become a mature Christian? Be a part of a mature church. When am I going to quit doing stupid things that I know better than? And their answer is, when we pull a chair up to God's table. And we eat of His food and what He has to offer us. That's when we're going to quit doing stupid things. That's when we're going to quit getting out of God's will. Is when we learn that we've got to stay at the table. We can't just go snack a little bit and leave. We've got to stay there. And we've got to continue to be there as often as we can to continue to grow. Because the second you walk away, you begin to get weaker. Uh, Mark was just saying, uh, I think it was this Wednesday, and it was funny because I had just been thinking the same thing, is I can tell if two days goes by that I'm not in my Word, I can tell there's a difference in my life. Things are changing in my life and not for the better. I'm getting weak because I've not been in the Word of God. And and that's when things are going to change for you in life. That's when you're going to start seeing the blessings you've been praying for. That's when you're going to see the healing you've been praying for. That's, that's when you're going to see the people around you being blessed, your family being blessed. That's when you're going to see yourself grow. Is when you realize, you know what, I want to sit at this table as long as I can. And I want to eat and eat and eat of the food that God has for me. Because it's so good. And I can't stand the thought of leaving the table. I don't want to walk away. I want to get full. I want to sit here and I want to fellowship with God. And I don't want to be anywhere else in life right now but right here. Because this is the only place I can grow. This is the only place I can stay in His will. This is the only place I can better myself. And I don't want 
physical food. I want the food that comes from God's table. And I'm going to stay right here as long as it takes to get me where I need to be with Him. Because I don't want to walk away from it. But we've got too many people today in this world. They just want to play church. They want to play Christian. It's not a game. We've got to get where we where we need to be with God to be able to help Him, to, to get people to come to Him, to minister to people. The Bible talks about, you know, every time we get on the, it's time to go to the meat of the Word, we need milk again. We're in the milk of the Word. John 6, verses 32 through 35. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God, he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And who who believes in me shall never thirst. So there you go. The, the only the only food you can get that that's going to leave you lacking is the food we can partake of here on, on this on this planet. You know, I can eat I can eat some breakfast, but guess what? When we leave church today, I'm going to start getting hungry again, and my stomach's going to start growling. And I'm not going to feel so good. And I'm not going to be satisfied anymore. But one scripture out of the Word of God, I can hold on to. I can use it today. I can use it tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Uh, it's the only thing I can take and I can hold on to that has meaning to it. And I can live on that. Luke chapter 11, verses 37 through 39. Uh, it talks a little bit about what we were just speaking of a minute ago. Um, it's it's easy to it's easy to play church. It's easy to play Christian. But where are we at in life? And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. While the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, make the outside of the cup and dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Do we all understand what he's saying there? You wash your cups and plates off, they look spick and span, but really they're filthy on the inside. You know, we can pretty ourselves up, right? We can say the right things. Um... Uh, others may be impressed with things you say uh, and, and, and the things that you do, but the things we should be worried about is what God says is right. You know, we can, we can say, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I, 
I hadn't got drunk and hadn't said any cuss words in like three weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty good Christian. Just because you hadn't done those things don't mean the inside is not full of sin and full of hate and full of lust. We need to be worried about cleaning our inside and not worrying about how dirty the outside looks. We need to do the right thing according to God and quit worrying about doing the right thing according to man. In Revelations 3 and 20, Teenagers, y'all should know this. Y'all been doing Revelations, right? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. Okay, what does that tell us? God's knocking, ain't he? He's speaking, isn't he? God's knocking at your door. God is speaking to your soul. If you want to partake in Him, and you want to partake in the food He can offer you, if you want to fill up on His Word, you've got to answer the door, and you've got to answer His voice and His calling. God's not going to force Himself on you. He's not going to make you do the right things. He's not going to force you to this altar to ask for repentance or salvation. He's not going to force Himself to make you study the Word of God. But He's knocking. And when we get away, He's knocking. And when we're sinning, He's knocking. And when we haven't picked up our Bible in a week and it's got dust on it, He's knocking. But how many times does that knock go unanswered? How many times is He speaking to you, but you don't listen to His voice? Why? Because we want to do things our way, don't we? The things we have in life are too important to answer that knock at the door. We're too busy. I don't have time for company. I've got this and this and this to do. I don't have time for company today. I don't want to sit and eat of God's Word. My favorite show is coming on in 15 minutes. I don't want to miss that. Let me tell you today, one, I love you. And I want the best for each and every person in this room. You know, you've always heard the, y'all have always did the little thing or heard, I'm sure, that would you do this for a million dollars? Would you do that for a million dollars? What would you do for a million dollars? And I don't know why I'm sitting at work one day and God just put it on my mind. I guess just to show me how lucky I was to have this church as a home church and, and to serve God here. And the thought crossed my mind, like, you know what? If, if I was offered a million dollars to quit going to church at Victory Fellowship, and that only means I can't go to church somewhere else, anywhere else I want to. I'm telling you, I'm not full of garbage. I'm not lying to you. A million dollars laid in front of me. I'd say keep it. This is where I want to worship God. This is where God has led me. This is where I have grown. This is where I want to be. And this is where I'm going to be until God says move. But too many times we just, we do what's easy. We get offended. Whatever happens, we go. We don't realize what we've got until it's gone. 
I'm going to tell you right now, He's knocking. Just like Revelation 3.20. He's knocking. We've got to answer the door. We've got to answer His voice. He's calling us. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you want things to change in your life, if you want to change your circumstances, your situations, your burdens, your marriage, if you want your marriage to get better, uh, if you want your priorities in order, you want your prayer life to get better, the burdens to be lifted, the healing to happen inside of your body that you've been asking for. If you want these things to change, then you've got to pull a chair up to the table. You've got to buckle down. You've got to eat the food that God has to offer you. Or you can stay right where you're at and you can watch nothing happen at all. You can stay in the routine. Get lost in that routine and see no progression, no growth. Or you can pull that chair up to the table and you can get serious about this thing right here. And you can watch your life change in front of your very eyes. Cole, if you'll play a song for us.